Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome to a very special Brave New Teaching. Friends, it's happy hour. Woohoo! Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everybody. This is a bonus episode coming right on the heels of our unit makeover for a unit using the Great Gatsby episode. This is an extended episode, and it's a little sneak peek into our upcoming BNT, Brave New Teaching, happy hour that is going to be starting early at actually the very beginning of 2023. So we are hoping that you enjoy today's episode. It's, like I said, an extension of our unit makeover on The Great Gatsby and a little sneak peek at what members will get when they join us for happy hour every month. Um, You get more of us. So I think it's, I mean, that's it. That's all you needed to know. You get more of us, but technically speaking, you get an hour with us extra a month. Our happy hour is broken up into four extra 15-minute episodes each week that will be in addition to our regularly scheduled programming. The episodes that you are used to hearing from Amanda and myself from Brave New Teaching will continue without any interruption just the same way as they always have since the creation of the Brave New Teaching Podcast. We just really love recording. We really love talking to each other and coming up with more content and things that our listeners are asking for and that we know you will appreciate. And so we thought, what better way than with a little happy hour? And we are really excited to bring that to you. Like I said, today is a little sneak peek of what that will be like. Our happy hour will have different types of episodes. And this is going to be an example of what an extended episode would be like when you join us for happy hour. 
And we just wanted to give back to those of you who are always asking us for more BNT. And that's what this is. It's our gift to you. It's our expertise to you. And what better way to start it off than with extra goodies on Gatsby? That is like, what a gift. So let's go ahead and do a little cheers. Ready? Cheers. Beverage of choice. Have it up. Toast. Cheers. Clinky clinky. And cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching Happy Hour, your extra helping of the Brave New Teaching Podcast. We're here to be the teacher group chat that supports you both during the school day and after school gets out. We are the coworkers you can't sit next to or make eye contact with during a staff meeting and who you have lingering conversations with on the way out to the parking lot. We're glad you're here. So cheers and enjoy the show. successfully cheers and kicked off our little happy hour bonus episode. If you missed the first episode that we're talking about that this is an extension of, go ahead and like pause this right now because you're going to want to hear that first. This is going to be a What? <laughs> huh? Why? Um, but this is just a quick little jump into the rest of what we were talking about. We've already talked about in our unit makeover episode number 128, looking at a unit using the Great Gatsby. We talked about creating a vision board for this unit. We talked about essential questions for this unit. And we talked about the types of assessments we like to to use based on our essential questions. Now we want to dive into the supplemental texts that Amanda and I, I think the best way for us to do this today is actually just to get into some of our tried and true yes. texts, because that's really like what the people came here for. Like they, they want the meat and potatoes of this. And so this is just as a quick little guide before we get into those, I want, I want to always give people like the bumpers, right? The bumpers for making your supplemental text decisions because- Yeah, yes. Good idea. Yes. Yeah. Well, because like I said, we will talk about our meat and potatoes, but our meat and potatoes decisions are based on, right? All the things we talked about in the, in the previous episode. So your supplemental texts are going to be decided upon because of A, your essential question, and B- your assessment. Those are the two things that are going to help you stay in your lane and find the supplements that are going to enhance either the skills that you want them to be able to perform in the assessment or, or I should say, and, or add and offer complexity, different points of view, missing points of view to that essential question. So, you know, one of the things that I think about a lot when I do the essential question is the American dream more likely to inspire or destroy us if we only use the great Gatsby to answer that question, we have virtually ignored 99% of America, right? Like, yeah, that's a huge problem. And a big reason that Marie and I believe so deeply in an inquiry based unit is because it needs to be wider than the text and supplements as kind of tacked on when you feel like it, when you think there's time, it just doesn't do the question justice. It doesn't do the unit justice. So Think about your supplements not as an extra, but as the missing pieces of what need to be seen in order for that question to be answered, in order for that supplement to have the well-rounded view. I mean, so many people are ready to cancel pretty much every classical piece of mm-hmm. canonical literature. And for, and some of them, yes, absolutely are more problematic than they are worth Beneficial. it. Yeah. But maybe that's a little bit of us 
needing to redo the pedagogical curriculum work around that text and figure out, okay, does this text need to go or are my supplements and my my unit plan not where it needs to be? So not to not give you supplements right away, but like that's the puzzle that we're trying to put together. We also have one or two episodes on supplements and like how we choose our supplements, et cetera. So we'll make sure that those are linked in the show notes, but we just kind of wanted to give you that good overview uh, and context for making these choices. So specific to my unit that uses the Great Gatsby, I use Amanda's essential question that she just said, is the American dream more likely to inspire or destroy us? And the first First, supplements that I use have to do with creating context, because if I want students to really be able to dig into The Great Gatsby and be able to use that the symbols and like appreciate the characterization and all of the things that are so rich within this text, they need to understand the time and place that it's coming from. So like, I like some good old Crash Course videos for this purpose. There's something about John Green's crash course, just like ramming through information in his videos. He's got one on the Roaring Twenties that I like to use at the very beginning of this. And this is very different from the way I generally talk about starting a unit. But like this is in the early days of a unit looking at the American dream. Yes, I need to address the American dream. I've got a great article on talking about what the American dream is and like defining that, which I will get to in a second. Before I can even get there, I need to talk about the Roaring Twenties. I need to talk about money. I need to talk about status. I need to talk about a time and place that my students might think they know a lot about, but might not completely understand the impacts of Wall Street, of prohibition, of all of these things that then feed into the relationships and the characters and the symbols that they're about to read about they need that. I love a good crash course, the roaring twenties, give them a note-taking guide. And I don't pause it. Like I just let it go all the way through. It's like a 12 minute video and it is fast, but that note-taking guide helps them look at what to look for and, and listen for. And then after the fact, they can like compare notes and go, what did you get? Because I missed this whole middle section and that's okay. I love that. Speaking of videos, one of my go-to TED Talks for this unit is a TED Talk from Paul Piff. We will link his video in the show notes. Um, And the video is called, Does Money Make You Mean? Uh, Have you watched this one, Marie? I, I feel like I have, but like for the life of me, I couldn't quote it. So he basically kind of goes through this experiment that was done with monopoly money and kind of arbitrary wealth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And and looks at, you know, like it's it's just a kind of a flip of a coin. One person is going to, you know, be luckier than the other person and be given more money, given more money. They're watching the ways in which um, they're playing Monopoly and how their attitudes change as they're given more and more and more of a break. And then they have pretzels at the table. They watch how they interact with food, um, how they, you know, just it's such a fascinating psychological experiment that pairs beautifully with Gatsby. And I've used it at different points in the novel. You can use it at a lot of different moments. It doesn't matter if you do it early on, kind of when you're exploring the Tom, Tom's mansion kind of world Mm -hmm. or Gatsby's mansion world. You know, first half of the novel, I would say is the best place to use it. And that one is a staple. It's so good. That's good. I like that. Well, that just made me think of, I'm going to get to that in a minute, a poem that I use that also needs its own scaffolding along with it. But the article that I had mentioned before is literally entitled 
What is the American Dream? And it's from um, a site called The Balance. And it's, it's t- it talks about the history behind the formation of the American dream. So it's less philosophical and it's more, this is how, the, this is like the etymology, if you will, of the thought of the American dream. Um, so it's another like context building. It's not particularly like them reflecting on their own dreams because that comes a little bit later, but it's a great precursor to get into the bigger topics that we're talking about. That one's really good. If you teach American lit, there's a great anthology from America Ferreira called yes, American, American Like Me. American Like Me. I love and, that. And, yes. and those, and it's a collection of really short essays that come from um, a wide variety of Americans that have, that have been successful. A lot of them are celebrities, they're actors, they're CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. They're, uh, they're in a lot of different positions of power, but they kind of go through their their Americanizing journey. And so that's a wonderful way to, again, Gatsby only addresses a very small set of voices in the conversation Uh around the American dream. And it's important to talk about the absence of voices and what that means about the American dream too. Uh, I have a supplement for that in a second. Yes. Oh yeah. So that, that, I would say that as a text um, essay, I would say go with the America Ferreira. Another one that I have used in terms of the American dream. I mentioned this in the episode uh, earlier is looking at the greatest showman. The greatest showman Mm -hmm. is a wonderful film, but the section there's a, there's a scene where PT Barnum at the very beginning of the film, he's a young boy and he's very poor living with with his father and they're uh, tailors for a wealthy man. Um, And we know one thing leads to another, the song is called a million dreams, right? So PT Barnum is talking about his dreams, right? And, And how much they mean to him and they're crazy, but he's chasing them and it's all centered around a romance and that it's all centered around him losing his father, being orphaned, having to pick himself up, quote from his bootstraps and work for the American railroads. There's a lot of really great like Americana Mm -hmm. moments there that I like to put side by side in chapter six, when we meet Dan Cody and Mm -hmm. James Gatz. And I let the kids kind of look at Gatsby's, story of starting off, right? How he started, how he pulled himself to where he is and where that got them both. (laughs) Okay. You're going to have to help me remember what chapter, what chapter is the dinner table? One. No. With the wind, with the billowing in, they're at Tom and Daisy's house and Gatsby is there and it's before they all go to the city. What chapter is that? Oh, that's chapter seven, baby. Seven, right? Okay. I know it's six. It's so hot. It's It's hot. Everything is not eight. There's a lot of sweating. Well, and that's when Tom is thrown around the N word. Yes, he He is. is. He is. And so let's talk about the characters that are there opening and closing the windows for them. Let's talk about the characters Mm. who don't get voices and the characters who are quote unquote, the help in these scenes. And so I like to look at Langston Hughes poetry in that moment because it highlights the experience specifically of black America in the 1920s. And it's such a great, like, Hey, tilt the camera left and look at all the people that we're not seeing in this scene. Um, So like I too by Langston Hughes is an amazing poem. Uh, Harlem is an amazing poem for this moment. I love that phrase tilt the camera. That's so brilliant. That's because that's what it is, right? Like, it's just like, just pan left (laughs) and look at all the people who are not in the frame. 
because they're still here. They're just not in the frame. And so that poetry is great. And if you need, I mean, I'm just like apparently really excited about Crash Course, but there's a Langston Hughes Crash Course video that builds a lot of really good context for understanding that camera pan. This is a perfect place to put a reminder here is that we, when we talk about supplements, placing them is almost just as important as choosing them because I have done these poems before and I've done them at the beginning of the unit, which is not when the conversation's really happening, right? The beginning chapter one is, you know, Nick just yammering on. And then there's, you know, we have the Butler's nose and we have this dinner, but like what Maria's describing and like how my gut kind of does that, like, Google, when <laughs> yeah. you say pan left, that is just a, a reminder that you have permission to not overly front load your units. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these supplements are more powerful when they are, they are specifically paired with moments in the unit where they're going to make that impact. Absolutely. And there, there are so many more, but these are like our best ones. These are the ones that have the most oomph behind them that have uh, yielded the best results for students and, and really helped them engage with and further their learning, quite frankly. That's the beauty of supplements. They are almost more important, dare I say more important than the central text because they are what connects it to everything else and brings it to life. And just to kind of wrap us up, I, we do talk about in our festivals when we talk about supplements, we also talk about pairings. Um, if you're in a position where you are able to pair Gatsby with something, whether that's within the semester or students are reading independently or lit circles alongside Gatsby or something like that, I have two recommendations. Bodega Dreams is one that's really awesome. It's a Gatsby version of Gatsby, but told in a Latin American neighborhood. It's really good. It's by Ernesto Quinones. And then my other thought, not thought, I stumbled on this accidentally, is if you have a chance to teach Raisin in the Sun, mm-hmm. put these two in the same semester. Mm-hmm. When And it doesn't really matter the order. It's kind of, I kind of like doing uh, Raisin first followed by Gatsby because Walter and Gatsby have some very interesting parallels with yeah, their sure. pursuit right, of wealth and dreams and what's available to one and not the other. And I think it can kind of annihilate some of those traditional American uh, pull you up by your bootstraps like anyone can do it. Well, like, okay, then what do you have to say about Walter and Walter's family and like what happened to them? Yeah. They did a lot of bootstrap pulling and had a very different experience than... They were, yeah, they worked right? very hard. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, right. We can't take that away from them. So now what? So I, I think Raisin is a very cool piece to have in the same room as Gatsby, and especially Gatsby and Walter. Love it. And Love Daisy it. and Benita, for that matter, too. I mean, well, don't yeah. forget about that. Yeah. No, it's good. So yeah, that's where supplements. And then if you go further, pairings can be a really rich addition to your curriculum and all of that friends thank you for joining us for this bonus this was so fun i know so fun episode clink clink cheers again to our little happy hour preview if you would like to find out more about brave new teaching happy hour just head to the show notes or bravenewteaching.com slash happy hour and find out how you can get in with the cool kid i'm just kidding you're all cool kids (laughs) you're all cool kids (laughs) You're all cool kids. But if you want to see more of this, we'll have another preview coming for you in the next few weeks. But until we meet again, we will be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. We hope you have a great week at school and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Brave New Teaching Happy Hour. Happy Hour members, make sure to download this month's free resource through the link in your show notes. And while you're there, submit a question or comment for an upcoming episode. Have a great week at school.